Good morning. Hallelujah. My brother from Wyoming, would you step forward for me? I really would like for you to come back next week and and have the pulpit, but it's up to you. Whatever you prefer. It's fine with me. Okay. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Well, bless you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us this week and, and look forward to seeing you again next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Great God, our Father in heaven. Lord, we're vessels, clay. You molded us, you've made us, and you continue to mold us and make us. Lord, let this time uh, that we have together continue to be along those lines where you're molding us and you're making us. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your message. Thank you, Father, for the folks that you've called to be in this room together and for those that are watching online. Father, we thank you that you promise, you told us that he who has begun a good work will be faithful to complete it. Lord, in this room there are people who are faithful, people who love you. Nevertheless, still clay, still being molded, still being made, still being conformed to the image. And that's why we're here. And there are people that are watching online, Lord, that are faithful, that that love you, that are still being molded and still being made and created in the image of Christ. Lord, I really want you to get me out of the way. Father, speak to every heart that's listening. Father, give us a supernatural ability to, to receive what it is that you're trying to say to us. Father, give us the grace and and Father and the power that comes with the grace that we would hear it, that we would understand it, and we would live it. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done and everything that you're about to do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So now, um, for those who may be here for the first time and those who may be watching and seeing us online for about the first time, um, I normally don't dress this way. Um, I had to do my secular job and just made it here and to, to fill the pulpit. So I had to work this morning at the secular job. Should have Steve preach. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but I want you to know that I'm still an old fashioned preacher, not an old preacher. I'm still an old fashioned preacher and teacher. So that means I normally do dress up just a little bit. I'm not here dressed in these clothes to try and be more culturally relevant. I'm not dressed in these clothes to try and to appeal to a younger crowd. Not, no, 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 no. And I'm not going to preach a message that's toned down or that's going to be more culturally friendly. Uh-uh. Listen, my brothers and sisters, it is what it is, and I will make no apologies for it, neither will some of you in this room. Does it really matter what clothes I wear? You're going to listen to me just the same, aren't you? Okay, so then what would, what, what's the difference? So why do, why do, in this current age, do we have so many ministers dressing down or dressing more modernly or more casually so that people feel more comfortable? It's not about me feeling comfortable. It's not about you feeling comfortable. In fact, we should be a little uncomfortable because remember, we're still being molded and made and pressed, right? And if we are comfortable then we're probably doing it wrong. (laughs) All right, well, I didn't mean to start there, but 
Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Just get ready for an old-timey, sure enough, message, Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. So 1 Timothy, this is where we were, one of our, our, our base subjects, uh, or I'm sorry, um, scriptures from last week. 1 Timothy three fourteen through 16. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself, how you, can, how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Now, listen, my brothers and sisters, I want you to uh, just look at it. I, I know that I'm kind of weird and strange. I did it this way because this is the way I look at it. And this is the way I want to kind of, you know, explain it. Or maybe, uh, hopefully it's the Holy Ghost nudging me so that I understand it and maybe you understand it a little bit. So I listed it. What, why? Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Now this one, we didn't study together last week. This is the... the so, so let me go back. Context. These things I write to you, I hope to come to you shortly. But if I'm not, if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how, to, how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Okay, so now watch. What, here, here's what the apostle or the Holy Ghost is saying through the apostle. Look, I want to come and see you, but if I'm delayed, I'm writing this letter to you so that you understand what church should look like, how the church service itself should look, but no, how the church community should look, right? We know some, most of us have read Timothy, and we know, but so how the church... You know, church hierarchy, teachers, bishops, right? He goes through that whole spiel. And then here, my brothers and sisters, look, this is it's not the church building as we established that is the pillar and the ground of the truth. You, me, us together, we are the church. So it's not just in the building. It's not just here that the truth matters. It's in our lives that the truth matters. We are the church outside. It's more important that we are the church outside these walls than inside these walls. Amen? And that's what he, the whole spiel. So now watch. If we are the pillar and ground of the truth, then he's saying, this is how that all look like. This is what, okay, but so then what, what is this? The pillar and ground of the truth, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Here's truth. Here's truth. Okay? God was manifested in flesh. Jesus Christ. God in the flesh. Fully God, fully man. Why is that important? Because that's not what they're teaching and preaching now. Amen? All right. Justified in the Spirit. Well, what does that mean? Well, remember the Holy Spirit light, that lighted on him like a dove. Isn't that right? Yes. Right? Justified. Not only that, how about the Mount of Transfiguration? Was that fleshly or was that spiritual? That was spiritual. Totally spiritual. Seen by angels. The angels ministered to him when he was in the desert, when he's being tempted. Who, who came and ministered to him? The angels. What about when they, the, they showed up at the tomb and there was angels there and said, why do you seek the living among the dead? Are, are, you, are you with me? Yes. Seen by angels. Preached among the Gentiles. Didn't he, didn't he marvel at, some, at, at the faith of one Gentile in particular? Yes. Right? Didn't he also minister to the woman at the well in Samaria? Right? Come on! 
believed on in the world. Absolutely was he believed on. That's why we're here. (laughs) If it wasn't for them. Received up into glory. They watched as he was received up into glory. So what, what does this matter? My brothers and sisters, if you don't believe this is true, you're not born again. And here's the kicker. Here's the really important part. If you do believe that this is true, then this should have an effect on your life. Your life ought to be different. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is so simple, right? It's so rudimentary. It's so uh, pedestrian. It, but my brothers and sisters, think about this. These things are absolute truth. And if we believe and we understand that this is absolute truth, then our lives ought to be different. Right? All right. Uh, you remember you said right. Now, we were, we we're still together on Wednesdays uh, studying uh, out of Philippians. I want to remind you all that have been with me, but then also you, the, the, don't make it on Wednesdays because you're already too holy. On Philipp- <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, only let your conduct, you see, the, see how it is? See that? There's a reason. Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, that you all have the same spirit, not Holy Spirit S, but you're all being influenced by the capital S, Holy Spirit, and it's showing in your lives, your attitude, the attitudes of your minds are the same, right? With one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. You're working together, right? Pushing the the faith that is in the good news. And not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, their destruction, but to you salvation and that from God. Let me pause here just for a minute for those who weren't here on Wednesday. My brother said, okay, <clears throat> what is the proof? The proof is, number one, you're not afraid. You're on one mind, one accord, operating and, listen, con- contending for the faith of Jesus Christ. All together, striving together. There's not any arguments and fights. We love each other and everything. Now, we don't necessarily agree on every little jot and tittle, but it doesn't separate us. We all maybe aren't in the very same place spiritual growth-wise. Some of us a little bit longer in the tooth spiritually. Amen? But, one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we, listen, we're, we're encouraged by each other. And so our adversaries, and the main adversary, the one who's behind it all, the devil, can't touch us, has no power over us. And we are encouraging each other, and we're strong, and, and we're all each contending for the faith, and we know that we're not in it alone. So to them, they see this as a witness and it's proof that, hey, you either get on board or you're going the other way or you're not going to make it, right? And And for us, look what it says, but to us of our salvation. Amen? This is encouraging when I have a like-minded brother. That's why it's so important those who continue to only watch church services or only participate online, you're missing what God has commanded us for and to. And that is, listen, not just because He wants you to show up so that you prove that you really love Him. No, He wants you to show up so that you can love on other people and you can be loved on by other people. He wants you to show up because He knows that you need that. Not for him, that's for us. Amen? 
conduct. See, you see that in both uh, the first scripture that we ended up with last week and this scripture that we've been on, on Wednesday. The conduct, the conduct, the manner in which a person, what, what? the manner in which a person behaves. Behaves like good, good behavior? No, it could be bad behavior. The manner, it's how you live. It's, it's just how you live. So, 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 you, I'm telling you as a church in Timothy, how you ought to, you know, how you ought to be walking this belief out. Again, to, in, to the church of Philippi, I'm telling you how this should look, how you should walk this out. Are, are you with me? All right. So now, James. In James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him, you know what? Let me just do this. Holy Spirit, help me. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct. Did you see that? That his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. So now look, I, I want to show you uh, in, in James 14 out of the Amplified, here's what it says. But if you have bitter jealousy and contention due to rivalry, self and, uh, selfish ambition in your hearts, don't pride yourselves on it and thus be defi- in defiance of, of and false to the truth. I know I chopped that up a little bit, so hear me out. Listen, if your wisdom is really not spiritual, if it's not from God, if, you know, what, what, don't fake it. And so, for for many, and I just I just got to let it rip. For so for so many, well, I've been in the scripture. I've gone to church since I've been knee high to a grasshopper. Oh goody! But are you studying the scriptures? And do you believe? And if you if you're of the denominations that you know, once you get saved, once you're born again, that's the only Holy Ghost you're ever going to get. Uh, you may want to keep studying. Because the Holy Ghost is where you... He's the one that's teaching you. He's the one that's guiding you. He's, he's your teacher. So if you, don't, if you believe that, that's it. That's all the Holy Ghost you're going to get. Then, then what are you depending on? And who are you depending on to make sure that you're learning what the Scriptures actually say as you're studying them? Because if you're depending on Tony, guess what? I may make a mistake. If you're depending on your second favorite preacher, he may make a mistake too. If you're depending on one of these celebrity preachers, good luck. And I don't even believe in luck. But you might as well, if that's what you're depending on. Are you with me? Okay. Oh boy. So watch. Bitter envy, but do do not boast or lie against the truth. If you have these things in you, we're looking at your your wisdom. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm a smart person. There are many smart people in this world that are going to burn in hell. There are many smart people, high degrees of intellect, that aren't going to make it. Right? And, and, um, and some of it has to do with the fact that they think they're so wise that they don't need to believe in the foolishness of the cross. And what I'm saying to you is right out of the Scripture. So, so my brothers and sisters, listen, the foolishness of the cross is everything to us. That's the only way. I can't, just because I'm smart, I'll never, it says that, the wisdom of, of men is foolishness to God. Corinthians. Right? 
So as wise as I might think I am and as educated as I mean, I could have PhDs and all these other letters before and after my name, that really is not going to matter. When I stand before God, he doesn't care about that. Amen. Right? Okay, so very, uh, Tony, why you even got to say that to a Christian church on a Sunday morning? Everybody knows that. Do we? Because, my brothers and sisters, the, the apostle, the Holy Spirit through the apostle is writing this to church. He's saying this to church. So do you think that they probably had a little bit of that happening back then? Absolutely they did. We know about the, the Pharisees, the scribes. We know about the Judaizers who you know, became Christian, but they still had to you know, introduce law, and you guys still got to keep this law. And they didn't, are, are you with me? And still try to hold people to these different standards. And even there was the, the uh, what, what do, the Gent, do the Gentiles have to be circumcised? And blah, 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 blah. We, I mean, you know, phooey. So what does that mean? Anything goes? No, it doesn't mean anything goes. It means as Christ goes, that's how it is. So, what then? We've got these folks that are theologians and... Yeah, but that's okay. They may read and study and thank God for so many of them. But what are you reading? What are you studying? What is Holy Spirit leading and guiding you through? Yeah, but I'm not as smart as them. God, God doesn't care about your intellect. He doesn't care about how high your IQ is. He doesn't. You know what? I knew a, a preacher who I respected greatly. He could, and I found out this uh, this out about him later. And it just so happened he preached at a, a local church, and I was uh, uh, in a golf course, and I was working. And he loved to play golf, so I saw him and I met him. And then a friend of mine actually went to his church, so I got to talk to him and meet him. The the man really never learned how to read, but he could read the Bible. Do I believe that's true? Absolutely. Because I know the man. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have made that up. He struggled to read. The only thing he, couldn't, he didn't struggle with was the Bible. So do I, you know, intellect, blah, blah. So now watch. So I'm really happy that we have a lot of smart people. We have many smart people in this room. <clears throat> but really, when, you're, when you start thinking about Oh, because I'm a smart person and because um, I've considered, uh, I've, I've, I've made it all the way through high school. I've made it all the way through grad school. I made it all the way. Okay, so then I'm different because I understand certain things that the average bear doesn't understand. And so now all of a sudden when I'm reading, oh yeah, this says that and I just take it for granted and I'm not doing the same things that I used to do. And, you know, so yeah, I got it. Mm. See, that's not really the way it works. Uh, by the way, also, you know, because I am, I've achieved this high degree of intellect and I made it through all the grades in school and I, and I did become a doctor or whoever, I became a lawyer or whatever, I actually have a, a, you know, accumulated a little bit of wealth too, so I live in a nicer house, I have nice things and blah, 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 maybe, you know, because, you know, I, I am a little bit, you know, I, I've, I've achieved some things. See, that's what this is talking about now. All of a sudden, you're, you're, you're relating uh, being smart, uh, achieving some things, having a little bit of wealth, and, and, and you're, you're thinking that, you know, I'm wise. I'm, uh, you know, I, I definitely according to the world standards, I'm doing pretty good. Let me remind you, who is wise in understanding, let him show by good conduct. Yeah, but I don't do those things that I used to. It doesn't matter. That's behavior modification. 
I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little better than the, that guy down the road. doesn't matter. You're not being compared to him. When you stand before God, guess what? That guy down the road, he's not going to be standing next to you. Right? So it doesn't matter who you think you're better than or you're comparing your behavior and the things that you do and your quiet sins compared to those loud sins. It, that, that doesn't matter. Because God knows everything that we do. He knows every heartbeat. And so, I should be terrified if I make a mistake. No, that's not what this sermon is saying. What this sermon is saying, be humble. Understand that. And no matter what we've achieved in the natural, no matter how smart we think we are, and again, and I I admire uh, smart people. I have have a couple of folks in here that I know for a fact um, have higher IQs than I do and, and do really good, more than just a couple. And they've achieved some really, really wonderful things as it relates to having a high degree of intellect, really uh, performing very well at what they do, have been successful. Amen? I, 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 that's, that's an awesome thing, and that's great, and so not, I don't want to put that down at all. But at the same time, as it relates to what we're called to be and, and, and the purpose and plan that God has for us, he doesn't only, he, He's not dependent on your intellect. He's not depending on what you could achieve. What he's doing is he's depending on you surrendering, surrendering to him so that he could achieve through you. But that was good. I didn't get many amens on that, but that was truth. <laughs> Absolutely true. I know that all, all those people that are watching me online right now, they're saying, hallelujah, they got out of the chairs and they're doing this right now. But it's a little cold in here. You're just staying bundled up. I Okay. So, so now watch. So, so do not boast and lie against the truth. So now if you're conducting yourself that way, what way? Where you're semi-successful in this life, you're, you're going to church on Sunday, and maybe even sometimes on Wednesday, but you're going to church, and things are looking good. You're, you know, the kids are not uh, are kind of halfway behaving. Uh, you've got enough food. You've got the nice house. You got the, everything's running you know, fairly smoothly, but we're always going to have problems, no matter how good or bad you think you are. There's always going to be some issues in life, but... Generally speaking, everything's good. Well, that's what it's saying. Do not boast to lie against the truth. Don't, don't think that or, or say that you have this knowledge of God and you're spiritually at a level when in fact you're not just because you've achieved those things or you have some of those things. And you think that you're so, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good. Is this, is this tracking with anybody? Yes. Don't boast or lie against the truth. Even, my brothers and sisters, even the outward physical appearance. Because I'm not sick, because I'm able to dress well, well not today, but because I'm able to, to dress well, or because, you know, uh, as a woman, I'm able to, you know, uh, have the right makeup, have the right hairstyle. I mean, everything, and I look good. People look at me and they say, oh, whereas if I was, you know, poor or didn't care as much, and maybe wore ripped clothes or whatever. In appearance, I'm, I'm looking a good part. I'm acceptable on a social level because I'm dressing right. If you're a long, young person, you're dressing according to what your generation is, feels is appropriate, so you're, you're accepted that way. And, you know, any, any cultural thing, we're, in, you know, we're doing the right thing, we're, we're mixing and blending with the culture and blah, 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 and we're accepted. Even that. 
You could say, I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian. For our young people, you, yeah, I'm a born-again Christian, but yet you're wearing those yoga pants to church or school. Where, you know, you wear, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, so don't get mad at me if this steps on your toes. Thank God. You know, if you're a young lady, you're still dressing in skimpy clothing to try and get attention that way. If you're a young man, you're worried about pumping the iron, wearing the sun's out, guns out shirts, or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Making sure you're all that... You know, whatever it is, the attitude, come on, are you with me? Okay, so I'm not, is this tracking? Okay, so now watch. So now all of that, it's, 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 it's boasting itself against the truth. Because none of that stuff really matters or proves anything as it relates to me being born again. Right? And having this, and primarily remember what the, the, the solid thing is. It's about wisdom. So my conduct and, and this verse in, in James, it's absolutely positively. What I understand, wisdom from God, it has this direct effect on my conduct. And remember where we started too with those things that I listed, uh, God was manifested in the flesh, right? If I really believe that, then I don't care what you think to any great degree as it relates to how I look, um, except my wife, how I look, <laughs> you know what I mean? My presentation, right? Okay. But I can't, I, so I got to tell the truth. I got to be honest in, in two ways. That sword cuts both ways. What do I mean by that? Well, I got to be honest with myself. When I get into that closet, or even if I don't even make it to the closet yet, but I know Holy Spirit is, is tagging my heart. Holy Spirit is pricking my heart. The, Tony, you said this, you offended somebody, you should have said it differently. Yeah, but it was the truth, Lord. Doesn't matter. You didn't say it in love. I'm using me as an example. Homolytics 101. Don't use yourself as an example. Too bad. I don't know anybody. If I say you, you're going to get mad at me and never come back. <laughs> so look, watch. Okay, Tony, you, you know, you got angry and you let your anger show. So now watch. So, so now I got to deal truthfully with that. I can't say, okay, you know what? I, I was justified. That person was acting a fool, you know, and it was better than smacking them. Now, you're laughing, right? I have have a brother in the Lord. I said, man, God still works. He needs to work on me because this day and age that we're living in, I'm just, man, I find myself getting aggravated and and angry. God's got to check, you know, and man, it's just so bad. I mean, I just, you know, I I put the fire out, but I, I really wanted to, well, I, and brother and Lord, and I didn't. I just really, it would just been one more thing, and I just, I, I think I would have smacked them. <laughs> well, the brother and Lord is trying to reassure me and tell me, no, 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 you're good, because you didn't smack them. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to, right? Now you're laughing, but the fact that I wanted to indicates that there's still some work that needs to be done in here. God is not a listen. God is not, again, I'm going to repeat this until God tells me to stop, and he hasn't told me to stop yet. God is not into behavior modification. He's into transformation. So there's still some transformation that's being done in here. Are you with me? So now it's up to me not to lie or boast against the truth. Oh, wow, I didn't smack him. The old Tony would have smacked him. Right? Are you with me? So now watch. I, okay, well, see, look at how wise Tony is. He didn't smack some. Yeah, I am wise because maybe that person would have killed me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> what am I going to do? 
So are you with, you understand? Do you understand this? Okay, so now watch. So that cut in both ways now. I can't make believe that I'm something I'm not and put on airs and shows. And when I realize what I really am, I can't go ahead and, listen, I can't go ahead and make believe that I'm not that, you know, again, the shows and the airs. I got I to gotta deal with reality. God is, is revealing stuff into me. And you know what? When things come up against me, all, the things that come up against me, God allows it. You ever hear uh, the, the, the scripture that says, God won't give you anything, won't let anything come against you that you can't handle? You ever hear that scripture? No, you didn't. It's not in the Bible. Right? No. God lets stuff come up against you, listen, that you can't handle, and then he gives you the strength to handle. It's his strength. God wants you to be dependent on him, not yourself. So God tests and tries you so that you put your faith and trust in Him. Amen? Okay. So, uh, if you're using that other wisdom, you've achieved something, you've accomplished something, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, demonic. Demonic. For even, listen, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and everything are there. Did you hear that? Do not boast or lie against the truth. Be honest in all of your dealings with yourself. With yourself. Watch. I, the person that I work with or work for um, that employs me at the secular job. Good working relationship. But now, there's things that I know that they don't know. Is it, That's why they hire me, right? So now, when he wants to do certain things or manage a certain way or, or do a certain thing. Now, uh, I could go ahead and I could, well, yeah, you know what, I agree with you. Yeah, we'll do it this way and blah, blah, blah. And then when it turns out bad, or I could be honest and, and listen and tell the truth, well, I wouldn't do it that way because. Or, and you see what I'm saying? That doesn't work because scientifically, because of what I do, scientifically, that doesn't work. Here's why it doesn't work. Right? Now, some people don't do that in my position. And maybe in whatever your area of responsibility is secularly, some people don't do that. They'll, they'll whitewash things or they'll, they'll, they'll you know, tell people what they want to hear because they want to keep favor. Right? You can't do that and now as it relates to spiritual things. You know what? You're just going to have to tell some people. They're, they're just going to have to know that you live differently now. And you're just going to have to listen. And you're just going to have to say you're sorry to some people because you bone it. Because to do anything else is to lie against the truth. And you're saying that the wisdom that you have is better than the wisdom of God. Is this tracking with anybody? Are you, are you with me? I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, this is important. Because look, I want to say what it says. Um, in verse 14, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, did you hear that? So listen, who is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good conduct. So if there's a problem with your conduct, there, it's because you're self-seeking. And this bitter envy, I mean, this speaking to something that's piercing. That you really have this, you're looking at other people, what they have, what they're accomplishing, or whatever. So now i got to be honest with you, I, I, I still have more on these lines, but I got tweaked. 
And, and I wanted to, and I'm just going to trust Holy Spirit. Uh, and I went in another direction. Because when I read all of this and then bitter envy and conduct, uh, just bear with me as I read from Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to begin in verse 14. And please, try to give me your uh, attention. And I'll try to not break it up. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Okay, so watch. Again, I'm an old-timey preacher. Not old, just old-timey. Holiness is of the utmost importance, isn't it? How come we basically have stopped preaching that in the modern church in America? Not popular. Not popular. But I want to see God, don't you? So holiness is of the utmost importance. Verse 15, Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Did you hear that? Everybody's saying, yeah. I got a head shaking. But did you see that? You could come short of the grace of God. You fall short of the grace of God. How is that saying yet you fall short? Of, because you're not walking properly. You're not, you have no desire or it's not in you or you're compromising. And you're, See, the grace of God in this case looks to me like it's related to the holiness of God. Am I, am I taking a far leap here? Let me go back just in case. Pursue peace with all people. Pursue peace with how many? All. All. All people, not only the people that think like you, not only the people that, are, are, you, are you hearing that? Not only Republicans, not only Democrats, not only conservatives, not only liberals, not only progressives, not only communists. Seek peace with all people. Are you going to be able to achieve peace with all people? From your part, yes. And that's primarily what you're responsible for. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. And holiness without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. So now, I'm seeing this, I'm reading this, I'm, I'm trying, Lord, give me understanding, and there's a connection here between holiness and seeking peace with all people, and, listen, not falling short of the grace of God. Well, wait a minute. I thought the grace of God was all about He's got me. That's the safety net. It absolutely is. He, he's, he, he's got the safety net there. But listen, my brothers and sisters, that safety net is in Christ. Right? So now watch. If I'm, i got to be in Christ in order for that to apply to me. Okay, so now if I'm walking... In holiness, that means I'm, I'm out, I'm separate. I'm separated from, from the world into God in Christ. So I'm walking in holiness. That doesn't mean that I didn't make a mistake. It doesn't mean that. I don't want anybody to, man, to be frightened so that if you make one mistake, it's all over, God kicks you to the curb and now you're done. No, what it does mean though is that's the exception. That's not the rule. Are you with me? So I've made the mistake, but immediately because of the grace of God, this is what the grace of God is. Because of the grace of God, Holy Spirit ministers on the inside of me, and I know I've made the mistake. Why? The grace of God. 
And the grace of God then also informs me and then empowers me. Empowers me to what? Go back to the foot of the cross, repent, thank you Jesus, uh, and now forgive me, help me not to do that again. Hallelujah! Amen. Nope, and then the Lord says, well, nah, nah, you did that one too many times. Not this time. We're going to wait 90 days, see if you could be good. Of course not. Because that's not grace. Grace is, He reveals it to you, he, you know what His will is, and He gives you the power to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so now, I don't want to fall, I could fall short of that. How can I fall short of that? By not living holy, by not, listen, by, and so many times, my brothers and sisters, what happens is, people are going to churches, and these big churches, big crowds, whether it's big, small, or whatever, it could be any walk of life, any ties church, we don't know Jesus. We know of Him, but we don't know Him. You have to know Him, and He has to know you. How does He know you? You've committed your life to Him. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. But look at what it says. Looking carefully, anybody fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up. Did you hear that? There's a root of bitterness. Again, that, that bitterness thing. Bitter envy, bitter, bitter root. That, that bitterness, bitter envy, it's stabbing, it's piercing. This root of bitterness, it's stabbing, it's piercing. Cause trouble, and by this many will become defiled. How will people come, become defiled? By, listen, missing the grace of God, falling short of the grace of God, and then that causing this bitterness, this root of bitterness. When I was praying and meditating on this, this the, the first thing, I'm, I'm thinking plants, right? That's what I do. But, <laughs> But, 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 wait, 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 wait. Remember, when Jesus used parable, one of them was the seed and the sower. Yeah. Right? And then he talked about the roots, didn't he? Okay, so now, the roots of bitterness. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, <clears throat> we live in a, a, a culture, and we've lived like this for a little while now, where if you have problems, it's because of something that happened back there. Right? Okay, I'm going to say to you, that could be true. But that doesn't excuse the rest of my lifestyle. That doesn't excuse me for my whole life. Hallelujah. That's confirmation. <clears throat> Why? Because I stopped using the notes. But, no, no, but seriously, so listen. So what happens is we have a, a, something that happens in our lives. Let's just say for the sake of discussion, illustration here. When I was a, a young person, um, I, had a, a, my, you know, I had a father who didn't really spend time with me, who didn't care about me, so now I got some daddy issues. That seed was sown, right? So now watch. By the grace of God, that seed doesn't have to take root in my life. How does that happen? I follow God. What? And then the grace of God prevents that from ever being an issue. Isn't that right? So it doesn't matter. So I don't have to have daddy issues. And listen here. The first time that I make a mistake, that doesn't then give me the right to point back and say, it was my dad's fault. Or I'm like this. I know God, I'm wrong, but I can't help it because that... that nope. See, because now what's happened is you've, you've allowed that to manifest and you've allowed that to be your excuse not to accept the grace of God. And again, let's go back. What's the grace of God? The grace of God is realizing this happened, and now by His grace, He's letting me know. By His grace, He's allowing me to come before Him. And by His grace, He's empowering me not to have to live with it anymore. Amen. Right? So, so I don't know 
why Holy Spirit took me that way. My notes were here and then I went there. So I'm hoping that my brothers and sisters, and I'm believing and trusting that it's because somebody in this room or somebody watching over the internet, man, don't, you don't, you're not, you do not have to be in subjugation to anything that happened in the past. I know that there's some awful things that have happened to people. Young people, older people, it doesn't matter. And, and I'm going to tell you also something else. We keep hearing now about how destructive uh, the last couple of years have been to our young people. And statistically, it's backed up. It's backed up. Yet they still want to do some stupid things that they know are harmful. I don't understand it. I can't explain it. I'm not here to... All I'm saying is, I know somebody who's greater than all of it. And so if they want to do this, do that, the other thing, my brothers, my sisters, we need to pray for our young people. And we need, listen, and if you're a young person and you're falling into some depression, you don't like this isolation. If you're an older person, you're falling into this depression. Listen, those seeds that were planted way back when, those seeds that were planted yesterday, it doesn't matter when they were planted. My brothers and sisters, God, 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 God's grace is more sufficient. God's grace is all sufficient. So that thing, that seed, it should, it will not take root. It won't become a root of bitterness in your life. If you'll just, listen, depend on God. Don't make excuses. Just realize that you've made a mistake and it might be that back there. Just realize that this depression isn't from God. Just realize you might be feeling bad, you might be in a bad spot right now and that is because of this seed that was planted last year, the year before that, the day before that, or whenever, or when you were knee-high to a grasshopper. Doesn't matter. God's grace is all-sufficient. God's grace is more powerful than every single bit of it. So don't you dare. Listen, I want to tell you all something. I've said this to you before, but I'm going to say it again. You know why? Because I like saying stuff that's true. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to leave it there this time. I'm not. <laughs> Listen, you know we have, we look at parents and people, maybe teachers or maybe someone that we had, or maybe them nuns or maybe you know we were in a a foster care system or whatever the case may be, and there were some lousy people that treat us bad. And we could go ahead and look at that. And then, man, I'm never going to do Listen, you, you, you become what you despise. If you focus on that and you continue to be able to see that, you see that, you see that, or that, 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 you're focusing on that and you're going to be just like that. I have seen people complain to me about situations that they have with uh, in-laws or other people in their lives. And then I could see these, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. So don't think, don't try to think about who, who I'm talking about. Don't try to figure it out. You don't know them. Okay? So listen. But then they, but they, they'll complain and they'll talk about these characteristics of these things that bother them about their relatives and how they're, can't, they're not getting along with certain people because of these characteristics. And you know what? When I'm around that person a little bit longer, I find out that they start to display the same characteristics. If you're focused in on that, that's what's going to happen. I liken it to this, and those of you who know anything about golf or whatever, if I'm standing on that tee and I've got to carry a body of water, right? You understand that? I'm, I'm, the green is on the other side of the water. I've got to hit the ball and get over the water to make the green. If I'm standing over that ball and my thought is, I've got to hit it over the water, I've got to hit it over the water, I've got to hit it over the water, guess where the ball's going? Do you understand? 
So don't keep thinking about all of the things. Young people, don't keep thinking about all of the things that you don't like about your parents. And when you become a parent, you're going to do it so differently. Been there, done it. Listen, don't do that. Think about, listen, think about your father, God, and how he would look at that situation, how he feels about your parents. Listen, husbands, don't think about how she used to be and how she is now. Oh, man. Don't, you married her. Wives. Yeah, but he, he, you know, he used to be, like my wife said, he used to be shaped like a V when we were... I heard her say it. Broke my heart. <laughs> no. He used to be shaped like a... But listen, things change. Things change. So instead of looking back at what it used to be if the things were good, say, man, why can't it be... No, no, no. That, that, that is not constructive. That's not positive. Think about, listen, yeah, my wife is not the same 16-year-old or 17-year-old, whatever she was, when I met. But here's what I do know. She is good-looking and good-cooking. Yes. You don't know that. Hey, no, I'm not trying to be funny or flippant. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, my husband is not the same as he used to be. You know, he can't do those... I used to give him a list like this and just give him a glass of tea and keep him going. Now I give him a list like this and he drinks up all the tea and I can't go. Listen. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Look at them how God sees them. Ask God to do something in you so that you don't get bitter toward people towards situations. Man, I'm, I'm working so hard. Man, I've got to be honest with you. I wasn't happy about working this weekend. Had to do it. And then my whole thing is, God, how am I getting a pulpit? I've got to study. i got to, uh, what am I? Uh, God, come on, give me a break. I need a I could whine and moan and complain all out. I feel better now than I felt all week. Did God know that? Yeah. Yeah, so there I am. Are you, are you following? Man, we're all busy. We're being crushed. We're like on every side, crushed, right? Pressed on every side. Now, I could let that make me be bitter, crush all the life out of me, crush all the Jesus out of me, but guess what? It's not going to. Right? What, 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 what? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Now watch, 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 watch. If that's true, it is true, but if it's true in my life, and if it's, then I'm going to be walking that way. Right? So my conduct is, is affecting everything. It's, not, it's showing what's in me, but then also, listen, it's also helping to dictate what I'm taking in, what I'm allowing, and where I'm going. And now I can make the grace of God of no effect. I could fall short of the grace of God. Why? Because, uh, listen, I'm letting all of these things attack me. I'm letting all of these things pressure me, press me, and I'm no longer dealing in honesty and with wisdom, with God's wisdom. Now I'm thinking, well, okay, I'm justified in this area. I'm so tired in this area. I, I, you know, are, are, are you following? No. Wisdom that's from God is peaceable. Wisdom that's from God is loving. Right? Hallelujah. See, that's, that's where I need to be. That's what I want to be. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. So listen, I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to do something really different. 
I'm going to go ahead and pass these out. Tony, if you want to, we're going to, uh, we're going to take communion. I'm hot, so it doesn't matter if you're cold. I'm hot. She wore a jacket. Sorry. Hallelujah. As I'm passing these out, you can start preparing. How do I prepare? Well, make sure that if you know that there's... If you know that there's unconfessed sin, if you know that there's something between you and God, now is the time for you to get that taken care of. And you don't want to take communion with something that's between you and God. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to give you guys a few minutes to, to take care of that. And then we'll have communion together. And so for you, you folks that are maybe watching... Now would be a good time if you would like to take communion with us to grab your elements. A little piece of bread and a little juice will do. If he could turn water into wine, he could do anything he wants with those elements. Yes. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for this time together. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity. Even though we may have made some mistakes, even though, Lord, we've done some things that offend you, Lord, thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for dealing with us, for showing us. Thank you, Lord now for the power that you give us through the cross of Jesus Christ. For our sins to be forgiven, not just because, Lord, we want to have a clean slate, but truly, Lord, because these sins offend you, the one who loves us, and the one who we love. So, Lord, forgive us for missing the mark. And, Lord, forgive us for doing some of the same things that we've struggled with for so long. Lord, it's obvious that we in and of ourselves do not have the power or the strength to overcome these issues. Lord, I pray right now that you would 
weed out every root, every stronghold, everything that's holding us back, everything that's keeping us from going to the next level with you. Lord, whether it be pride, ego, Lord, whether it be just a a simple lust of the flesh, which none of them are truly simple, but Lord, no matter what it is, in this moment, Lord, would you please reveal your whole will to us concerning all of these issues and matters. Lord, that we may truly be revolted and repulsed by these things that seem to be setting us back. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood and for your forgiveness. So now, Lord, as we get ready to take this communion, I pray that there's no one under the sound of my voice who will be taking it unworthily. Father, I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So, folks, I am going to go back to the notes, and I I, I just trust Holy Spirit here. Because in that scripture that we were in, in James, in 15, it says, This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Did you hear that? Envy and self-seeking. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Hallelujah. Can you imagine, my brothers and sisters, living every day of your life without, listen, without ever having to worry about what did I say back there and trying to remember it or you know, being one way one minute and the next way another minute and someone calling you on it? Can you imagine that? Yeah, you can. And it's more than just something to be imagined. It's something that's achieved in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. But more importantly, as we go back and we see it's about unity, one mind. And that's what this is partially about too, isn't it? Yeah, he said, do this to remember about my death until I return. And what his death did. When I was baptized and when you were baptized, we were united with him in death. And then we were all raised to live in the newness of life. All of us are raised with Christ. One, one church. One body. One body. His body. Amen? So now, when we take His body, we're speaking to our, listen, our acknowledgement that we are united with Christ. Now, let me just say this because I think everybody here is okay. But now, if you don't take this because somehow you just don't think you're worthy of it or whatever, then I pray that you will get worthy because if the Lord splits the sky tonight, you won't be taken. That's pretty harsh, Pastor. Can't help it. I'm a last day preacher and I've got to tell you the truth. If you don't feel worthy to take this communion, then whatever it is that's keeping you from doing that, make it right. Don't go another moment without making it right with God. He could split the sky at any moment. You could take your last breath. And there's, that's it. 
So if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you believe that Jesus is God, that he died for your sins, and you believe that, listen, what we're doing right now is commemorating his death until he comes, and that you're one with him and one with us, take it, if you, if you believe it. If you say that you believe it, but you're not doing it, then, my brothers and sisters, do something about it. Please, do something about it. Please, I'm begging you. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your body, that, that it was broken for us, And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you did so that, Lord, we can also die to the flesh and live in the Spirit as one body, your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Take and eat. my brothers and sisters at that first supper when Jesus celebrated that they were having a uh, a discussion they had a disagreement they being the closest disciples the apostles about who would be the greatest among them remember that that's wisdom of the world see I, I don't care who's better who achieves more You don't care. Why? I want you to achieve more. You're my brother. You're my sister. Right? We're united. We're one. Amen? One blood. And it's the blood of Jesus Christ that he had to shed for the remission of all of our sins that we could be baptized and be associated with his death that we may live again. Amen? So Lord Jesus, thank you for spilling your blood for the remissions of our sins. Lord, thank you that you had no thought of yourself, that you humbled yourself, and that you let them not just beat you mercilessly, beyond recognition, but you, talk, you took all of the humiliation leading up to that. That you let them despise you. That you let them curse you, that you let them do all of those things to you for our sake. So thank you, Lord, for your blood and thank you for having it be so powerful, such a, such a, a not just a mere token in our lives, but something that is so real and so powerful that by us partaking in your blood, Lord, we are sealed in covenant with you for eternity. Take and drink. Hallelujah. Can the praise team come up, please? My brothers and sisters, and those of you are, are viewing online, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for sharing this time that we've had together. Thank you for those of you who are here for taking the time to come here. Thank you for taking communion together. But now listen, when we leave here, let's not let this thing just be something that happened here. Let's carry this out there with us. 
whether the people that we know that we're associated with are part of this congregation or not, if they're in the body of Christ, we are united, we are one. And we're all striving for the same good news. Amen? Amen. So let's sing to him. Let's bless him in Jesus' name.